Welcome to the Learning Scientist Podcast, a podcast for teachers, students, and parents about evidence-based practice and learning. This podcast was funded by the Wellcome Trust, Chartered College of Teaching, and listeners like you. If you like our podcast and want to support our efforts to spread the science of learning, please check out our Patreon, where we're posting exclusive content for our supporters. You can also rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to show your support. Hi, so we're here at the Early Conference in London, and we're here with Julien Mercier at the University of Quebec in Montreal. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your area of research and your work, how it relates to education. Sure. So um, I'm a full professor at the uh, Université du Québec à Montréal, and I'm the, I'm the director of NeuroLab, which is a, uh, a lab of educational neuroscience that was funded a few years ago. And uh, we are doing research, both uh, publicly funded research, as well as uh, research in partnership with, uh, with businesses. And also students are welcome to do their own uh, thesis work uh, in the lab as well. The, the main research that we do uh, at NeuroLab is uh, research on uh, learning processes. And we focus on cognition and effect in learners. And what we do specifically is we uh, take an online measure approach to, uh, to study specifically how uh, learners will behave uh, both uh, from a cognitive perspective or from a, uh, an affective perspective. To be more precise, uh, we aim to collect data that will enable us to have uh, information about the learner at each second, generally. Um, and uh, also considering the, the context of the learner. Uh, for example, our learning, uh, the learning activity will unfold in time. So we do research uh, in, in some learning domains, such as uh, reading, uh, science education, as well as um, uh, experiences with video games, as well as projects with the uh, transport industry. Quite a broad range of different learning environments. Yes, exactly. I define myself as a cognitive scientist, so I work with, uh, with interdisciplinary teams comprising um, computer scientists, psychologists, and uh, neuroscientists to uh, study complex, uh, complex questions in complex domains. And we also work with uh, domain experts as well. Yeah, so that's a lot of different areas yes. with a lot of different perspectives and expertise. Exactly, but there's a lot of people involved in the lab as well, so we work together. Yeah, I, I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about how you bring such diverse areas and expertise together to try and focus on this this problem. Yes, um, even asking a very simple question using methodologies from neuroscience, uh, including EEG, um, electrodermal activity, as well as some other measures such as uh, eye tracking, as well as uh, trace data. Uh, but what, what I mean by trace data is uh, data recorded from the performance of the learner, what, on, what, what happened at each moment during the performance of a learning activity. So I was saying that asking a very, even a very simple question in this context requires a lot of uh, expertise to collect the data, to analyze the data, and to come up with, with, with sound answers. So um, what we do is um, we, the, first, the first thing that we do is we, uh, we, we collect the data, of course. We try to get the, the best possible data that we can from a physiological, physiological point of view. And after that, we, we, we integrate all those data into one huge system that will make sure that every ch data channel is synchronized properly 
and then we segment the data and we analyze it. Great. And when you analyze it, what what types of what types of applied work are you, are you doing? How are yes. you applying the data? Uh, yeah, we are asking questions at that particular point in in a learning activity. The learner reacted in in a very specific way. So we try to explain this reaction from from past events, either physiological events as well as uh, behavioral events, as well as uh, events that that come, that come from the context. Do you think there's like a concrete example of a reaction in the brain based on some kind of event that you could give us? Yes, I can give you an example from a project that we ran with uh, Ubisoft in Montreal. It's, uh, of course, uh, in the context of video games. And um, we're interested in what happens when you uh, provide the players with a prompt that instructs the player to perform an action within the game, to learn how to play the game, basically. And uh, what we did was to compute uh, some um, cognitive measures. Uh, we have, for example, uh, cognitive load as well as uh, cognitive engagement. And we have one data point per second for those measures. And uh, the question we ask is, what, happened? what happens when you, um, when you uh, display the prompt to the player? So what you do is you, you take, for example, the first preceding seconds of that episode, the epoch when the, the prompt was displayed and the five seconds after the prompt uh, had disappeared. You average those those data points and then you can come up with the effect the effect of the appearance of that prompt. So that's what we do. Great. Yeah. So if you um you know if you're you're talking to teachers say and a yes. teacher wants to know sort of what can you tell me from your lab that that I can apply in my classroom or if it's a little bit more you know further removed what what is your area of research doing to sort of improve the day-to-day in the classroom? How would you answer that question? For now, what we hope to achieve is to uh, develop a methodology that will provide opportunities to study much more complex learning situations uh, than those commonly used in uh, neuroscientific research. We are trying to consider uh, how things unfold uh, over time in a learning context. And we also hope to uh, study, uh, I would say, common or ecologically valid uh, learning contexts, such as uh, the classroom. So um, what we do is it is trying to, to collect a variety of, of different uh, types of data continuously over time. For example, during half an hour, during an hour, during 90 minutes. And uh, from that information, we try to uh, provide a complete record of what happened during that time. So uh, the hope is that once we, we, we get better at, at, at using this approach, uh, we can then study uh, real-world problems in the classroom. For example, what's in the plan for, for the next part of the, of the studies is to use uh, a setting in which a reading specialist will uh, provide help to a uh, learner struggling with, uh, with reading, with learning to read. And this approach will be used. It's, it's going to be the same. For example, uh, the child, at some point, we can observe that uh, is getting stressed out by, by, by something or that is getting uh, the learner is getting overwhelmed from a cognitive point of view, uh, of view by what is asked to do. So uh, once you get this information, which, which is not available when you look at the student, sometimes the student will signal those things, either verbally or uh, otherwise. But um, on some occasions, you need some more objective measures to detect those things. And then you go back in time and you try to explain what happened before before the child got, got stressed out or, or anything. Yeah, so 
it, it sounds like the idea is to look at brain activity and look at behavior and try to figure out how those two things mesh together so that you could then theoretically use some of the brain activity to try and either diagnose or, or sort of get a sense of what's going on with the learner, even if they can't articulate it themselves. Is that correct? Exactly. That's absolutely correct. Yes. Perfect. Great. I mean, your lab coming from all these different directions and having so many different levels of expertise in areas, really, so you've got people zooming in on this tree and people zooming in on that tree, but because of that, you're not losing the forest, right? You're still able to kind of take a, a step back and say, what is the big picture and how are we all how are we all going to approach this together? Exactly. That's the idea. And this is also how uh, cognitive science, uh, broadly speaking, has, has worked and has provided so much insights over the last uh, 60 years by working in uh, interdisciplinary teams. The Learning Scientist podcast is funded by The Wellcome Trust and listeners like you. 